Welcome to Freedom Friday. Mark Danolo here, Art School MBA and CEO of Sales Globe. And it's that day of the week where we get to take a fresh look at creative, data-driven problem solving. And in this episode, I want to talk about walking in your customer's shoes by listening and organizing your customer's thinking. And we're continuing our exploration of the sales discovery conversation that we talked about in our last episode. And, and listening and organizing your customer's thinking is one of the 10 steps in the sales discovery conversation. So I'm going to share some ideas from my new course that's just been released on LinkedIn Learning called How to Have a Sales Discovery Conversation. It's free to LinkedIn premium members, and I think you'll find it valuable. So check out the whole course there. So let's get into this piece. Your sales discovery conversation could be your first meeting or your 10th meeting, but it's a meeting where you need to understand the customer, you need to develop your ideas, and you need to get a common vision to move ahead by the time that you leave. So I'm going to jump to step number four of the sales discovery conversation when you're going to listen and confirm and organize your customer's challenges. So you, you framed out the conversation for the customer, which is what we covered in step number three that's in the course. And this is key because if you frame the conversation well and you've laid out one of your goals as understanding what's important to the customer, a funny thing will happen. The customer will likely jump right to that and start talking. And this is going to help you with step number four that we're talking about, which is listening, confirming, and organizing. So now you're ready to get into the content after you frame the conversation. And you're going to do that by walking in your customer's shoes. And you can only do this by connecting with what they're saying without trying to take control of the conversation or, or push things toward your agenda. You're in discovery mode. That's why we call it the discovery conversation. So let's take this in three pieces. First thing you're going to do is you're going to listen. The smartest people I've met don't spend their time telling people things. They spend their time asking good questions and listening. And that's how they became smart. It's kind of ironic, isn't it? Because you think smart people are going to tell you stuff. The really smart ones listen and ask questions. What we're doing now is we're receiving information. So we're not giving them anything we're not showing them a brochure or materials. We're not telling them what we think. So one sales organization I work with had a great technique around this. They told their reps that when they went into a customer meeting, especially a first customer meeting, they can only take two items into the meeting. So they couldn't take brochures, no PowerPoints. They wanted to encourage listening and communicating. So the two items they could have were a pad and a pen, which is pretty smart. Because if a rep only had a pad of paper and a pen, they had to listen and they had to have a conversation. And then when the rep had an idea, she could take the pen out and draw it on the pad of paper. It wasn't showing a pre-made model in a presentation, but it was reflecting what the customer was saying, which is what we're talking about here. So how do you actively listen and understand well, you have to be genuinely engaged with the customer and what they're telling you instead of thinking about what you're going to say next. Because that's what we all do. We think about, well, as soon as they pause, I'm going to start talking and here's what I'm going to say. So you're not really listening and you miss things. So you just want to listen and understand their challenges. You want to understand their story. And understanding their story is critical because if you know how they got to where they are and how their organization got to where they are, and what their vision is, and we'll get to vision in another episode in the course, you will have a deeper understanding 
of what's going on. You will see solution options you wouldn't have seen before. And you will better understand their motivators for change, which is really important when you get to the vision and actually getting them to do something. The next step is you want to confirm. So you've been listening and now you're going to confirm. And if you're a similar line of business as your customer and you speak a similar language and have common terms, that's fine. It makes it easy. But picking up words the customer says and assuming you know what they mean and then extrapolating that out can lead to a misunderstanding pretty quickly. And that may only show up further down the line when you get to see the proposal and they realize that what you gave them and what they were talking about were two different things. So I I ran into this a while back when a customer was talking about deployment. They needed help with deployment. And I said, okay, I know what deployment is. That's territories and it's account assignments. It's how you put salespeople into the field. Well, that's what deployment meant to me. But what they actually meant by deployment was go-to-market strategy. Now, wait, that's a completely different thing. It's a lot broader. It's a lot bigger. It's a lot more strategic, a lot more comprehensive. And if I had responded to what I thought deployment was, I would have been way off in terms of what they were really looking for. So it's a good idea to pause periodically and confirm what the customer means. So I like to ask a very simple question. In this example, I'd say, well, when you say deployment, what does that mean to you? What does that look like? Now, that sounds like a fundamental question, but when you ask that question, they'll tell you. They'll tell you something you may not know. They won't think you don't know what you're talking about because the reason you're there is because you do know what you're talking about. They'll see that you're trying to better understand them, and it also shows you're fully engaged in what they're saying. So don't hesitate to ask them what they mean when they use certain terms because you want to make sure that you understand what they're saying and what they mean. Finally, you're going to organize. So as your customer is going through their list of issues, you might notice that they haven't organized their thinking structurally. And this drives me crazy because I'm a structural thinker. And so somebody's laying things out all over the place. The first thing I want to do is I want to organize it. So they've been just dumping it out on the table. So in the conversation with the customer about deployment, they laid out about 17 challenges, right? So that's a lot to keep in your head, let alone manage in the organization. And the reason this happens is usually because of one of three things. A, they're busy and they haven't had time to think through it all, which is why they're talking to you. B, it's not their area of expertise. So they know something's not right and they're trying to describe it as well as they can. Or C, they don't think structurally. So they need help organizing their thinking. So you've been listening and responding and now you want to distill and simplify all the different challenges the customer's having. So after the customer laid out their list of challenges, I could then sort them out and group them in a way that was easier to grasp, easier to understand. So I grouped the challenges into three categories, effectiveness and risk, organization, and getting results. And that was all around their idea of deployment. And within those three categories, I sorted out all the other issues that they had so we could think about it more easily. So I I quickly cut their list in half and they organized the pieces and I wrote them down so they could see them And it made it easier for the customer to look at and to understand. And they started nodding as they read the new list. So my next job was to figure out how all those challenges fit together so we can envision an approach to solving the problem. And I go further into that in the course about how you reframe the problem. So think back on the last two or three discovery or fact-finding or solution development meetings you had. 
Did you start the meeting telling or did you start the meeting asking and listening? And for the meetings where you started with asking and listening, did you see a difference from the meetings where you began with telling or presenting? So start your next meeting by listening and then pausing to confirm and then helping organize the customer's ideas and see what difference it makes for how you connect with the customer. So check out my new course, How to Have a Sales Discovery Conversation on LinkedIn Learning, and try this method in your Freight of Friday and every day.